You're listening to a DM podcast. Hello, legends, and welcome back to Beyond the Likes. Uh, listen, this podcast, it's it's taken a turn. We have left uh, self-pleasure behind. We've left that. I mean, let's be honest, we're never leaving that behind. Self-pleasure is at the forefront of my mind. Am I a horny badger? Yes. But today I really wanted to get on one of my dear friends, Siobhan, because I have just had the most hectic week and it I have just felt so overwhelmed and so um, out of my like comfort zone and very anxious and it's just been a fucking bizarre week and I cannot wait for Ryan to get home. And it just got me thinking about Siobhan because she is a single mum. She has two beautiful kids and she is always juggling. Like she works multiple jobs. And I just feel like every time I get quite caught up in it, um, you know, obviously everybody's feelings and everyone's hardships are validated and sorry, valid. But I, I do, it makes me stop and think about her because she has the same worries and concerns and financial stresses and um, just, you know, trying to meet the needs of our kids, but also trying trying to juggle a career and all of those kind of things. But she then has to solo parent. And I just, I'm so, I, I admire her so much because she, she takes it all in her stride. She's such a fucking battler and she is the biggest boss bitch you'll ever meet. Um, and I just wanted to get her on and she doesn't know I'm going to do this, but I just want to pep her up and I want to, I want her to know how much of a legend I think she is. Um, so I'm going to toot her horn a little bit and blow some smoke up her backside because she doesn't have it super easy and you know, she's been served up some lemons and she's, she's turned them into margaritas. Like she is an absolute hoot on a night out. Um, you'll all want to be friends with her afterwards. I'll put, I'll put all her details in the show notes, but without further ado, let's get my mate Shivy on. We're live guys. Hello. Hello, Siobhan. Hey babes. We should preface this chat with your accent. Oh, yeah. Let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah, it's well, just the elephant. Uh, Siobhan is from Liverpool. <laughs> no, that was so shit. It was like more Scottish, like Geordie. Liverpoolian. No, okay. I'm just going to give up. Liverpool. Liverpool. That's better. <laughs> so um, you are what we would call a scouser? Yes. Scouse. You said it right. Yes. Well. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I feel like I'm allowed to use all the English terminology because I am also part pom. Basically, yeah, like half. Half. But, like, a, my Mustang is a full breed right. of English, <laughs> and so I've got half um, pommy jeans. Yeah, you like my kids. Crossbreeds. Yeah, the best kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the reason I wanted to get you on, aside from the fact that I love you dearly and to bits, is because I have had the week from hell. <laughs> bit of a tough one. I've had a bit of a tough week. I've had what I thought was uh, a mental breakdown on Wednesday. It, it was kind of like building up to it uh, throughout the weekend. And then the Monday felt really heavy. And then Tuesday, I thought I was having a heart attack at one point. 
I mean, it could also be anxiety. Yeah. But I just, I don't really know what it was, but what I have felt the absence of the most was Ryan. Mm-hmm. Second pair of hands. Yeah. And even though he's an, he's like my fourth child, right? He's like my fourth child most of the time. And when he is here, he pisses me off more than like I care to admit. And we mainly just bicker. But after the week I had and the challenging times I had with yeah. Bobby, I I struggled doing it all on my own yeah. as well as trying to juggle multiple different like careers. Like I, we don't, you know, I don't and you're just the same. We don't have just like the one job that we go to, uh, you know, nine to five every day um, and we don't have the routine that comes with that. But I guess I've always admired how you just get shit done. So I think for a little bit of context for the listeners, do you want to give us a little, just a real top line bio about yourself? Basically, in a nutshell, in a previous life, I feel I was a bull. A what? And I just, a bull, a bull. A bull, and like I just, just, a bull. A bull, as in a, like a horns, like oh, a bull. I, I'm th- I thought you were saying you bull. <laughs> a bull, and I used to just run at red flags. Yeah. Those red flags brought me to the other side of the world, Um and I had two children pretty fast with well, my children's dad and it kind of red flags were just everywhere but you know you've committed and you've had the kids at this point so you like try to stay but once you I feel like once you've had a child you kind of you can't stay in a disrespectful situation and teach your children respect you just can't do it it's not like you're not able to like model the kind of behavior you want to model to your children yeah and teach it and instill morals and stuff into them even though they're just a baby like babies pick up on senses and stuff so we moved from New Zealand to Australia and it was only ever supposed to be temporary so when we applied for a visa we applied for like a temporary visa of a New Zealand family unit which is what I was Um, and then I was this visa process was supposed to take 10 months max. And then during the visa process, I fell pregnant with Ariella, obviously planned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so was my first, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and then from um, there, it took, actually took um, two and a half years to get a response from them. And by the time they came to ask me, like verify everything we'd separated. Um, so I did the honest thing. So many lawyers and legal advice was like just fake it till you make it just act dumb and I just couldn't like I couldn't lie and say I'm still in this relationship when I wasn't so anyway we um separated the visa got declined and then I had to appeal the decision which took another two and a half years and then from the appeal of the decision we were in the midst of COVID so everything was kind of slowed down and put on hold which was a good thing and a bad thing because it meant I could stay in Australia but it just meant I was still living in these like limitations and you're basically like a holiday person that's like here temporary right yeah I'm ba- yeah, yeah basically may as well go and do get more um out of doing farm work yeah, just take the kids stop. off to <laughs> go and pick some strawberries yeah. and then now it's with the minister of immigration for ministerial intervention and it's been with him for over two years and we've had a new minister come in since then so it's like six years of 
being on a working holiday visa, basically. So just for context for the listeners, Siobhan um, had, how, what's the age gap between your two kids? Oh, oh yeah, I, I don't do things by halves as well. So they're obviously Irish twins, so they're obviously 10 months apart. Oh my God. So wait, so when Ariella was... Eight weeks old, I had one time, one time, I shit you not, and fell pregnant with Hendrick. Oh, my God. Eight weeks. And you had an yeah. eight-week-old baby and fell pregnant. Yeah. It's so funny. The dad is actually an Irish twin as well. Really? Yeah. Him and his sister are 10 months to the day. Wow. So how old yeah. was Ariella when your newborn, like when Hendrix was born? 10 months and 10 days. Oh, yeah, of course. Fuck. <laughs> so, so the only good thing was she walked at 10 months, so I didn't have to hold two babies because I don't really know how I would have done that. I mean, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Like, that means she's mobile. Could she, like, I, she could walk. I, I don't know if I'd prefer two babies. I not even understand. She, like, you know the way you have, like, one or two and one just born and you can be like to the two-year-old, oh, pass me the nappy. She doesn't even know what a nappy is at 10 months. So, like, pass me the nappy. Is she even talking? They, they're just saying, like, mama. Mama, baby. So you've had two kids in a year, which is just like wild. Um, (laughs) And then how soon after Hendrix was born were you like, this is not a healthy relationship, this is not the relationship that I want to be in for my kid? Uh, Maybe like um, before he was born. (laughs) So you're like, oh, my God. Just keep swimming. Yeah, just yeah, keep yeah. swimming. <laughs> but how soon after he was? After we, so we moved from Brisbane for um, his work to Sutherland Shire. Yeah, the Shire. In 2018, in the September 2018, we moved and we separated in the December 2018. So, like, fresh in the Shire, didn't know a soul, like. So not only are you fresh in the Shire, your babies are what age? 14 months and four months. And <laughs> and was it, like, was it was it your decision to leave? Oh, I think, you know, any toxic relationship, there's back and forth, like, I'm going to leave, you're going to leave, I'm going to leave you, I'm, you're going to leave me, blah, blah, blah. And it just came to a head and I just had a bit, bit of a realisation that, like, I didn't, there was a turning point for me and I like looked in the mirror and I didn't even recognize myself anymore I didn't know who I was like it's hard enough becoming a mum yeah let alone a mum or two within a year and then to be in this environment which is just not healthy for anyone you completely lost like I was I just felt lost I felt like I didn't know who I was I didn't know what to do I was constantly in fight or fight mode and you also didn't have any of your family around you or like your old friends or anything like that no yeah I mean it's a good job I'm a good talker like I make friends easy like I'm actually currently at the moment on a friends ban like my friends are like no more friendship (laughs) Ryan says exactly the same thing to me he's like who is this person like I've never seen her before and you who are you going for dinner with like you can't just keep (laughs) making friends Amy and I'm like yes I can and I will and I will I absolutely take my hat off to you because I have no idea how stressful this whole situation, the fact that you, you, you've you parted ways and you're, you've gone, right, I, I want to make a life, you know, a better life for my kids and I want to have the strength to be able to walk away and hold my head up. But then 
you aren't a permanent resident. So a lot of women that leave marriages or partnerships or anything like that these days, they walk away and obviously there's always that, you know, financial worry and stress and concern. But the government, I mean, they're not like showering you in money, but they absolutely step up and they help. And they help support single mums. And like I know a few and they get wages and they get get looked after to some extent, but you don't get a cent. No, I don't even get childcare subsidy, which is a killer. Like that's the biggest killer for me because I'm like, it's fair enough, whatever, I'll work and I'll provide for my kids. But like it costs me more than I would make to send them to daycare. Mm. So like I'm so lucky in the respect that um, Hendrik, where he goes, he gets two free days and it's the most amazing daycare that he goes to. So I'm so lucky in that respect that I've got that help. Some people don't even have that help, but yeah, that has been a big struggle. Like I have, I think I've got PTSD from Centrelink. Oh, I mean, who doesn't have PTSD from <laughs> like that the, place? Like the whole music, whenever I'd hear it, I'd be like, I can't, I've got to go, I've got to go, I've got to leave. Got to go, got to go, I'll just turn up. Okay, so talk us through your jobs. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> I'm a jack of all trades. <laughs> Tell me what you need and I'll make it happen, basically. Yeah. What were you doing when you came over here? In New Zealand, I worked for Mac. At, um, I managed Mac at Wellington Airport. Like, my background is I'm a make. Sorry, by the way, guys, I'm a makeup artist. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my background is predominantly retail management. Yep. But because I've always been on restricted visas, I'm not even able to do a job at my level because – Nobody in the right mind would employ someone on a six-month period to turn a business around or to manage a business. Like, I wouldn't. Like, yeah, I don't know anybody who would. There's no point so, in, like, training you up in, the, you know, yeah. knowing that full well that you might be deported in a month or six months' time. Yeah, exactly. Or could leave. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. I could be like, oh, I'm going to travel or whatever. One kid on the front, one kid on the back, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So when I moved to... Australia I did a lot of like freelancing kind of jobs and worked for different cosmetic brands and stuff but I kind of fell pregnant straight away so I was kind of on maternity leave for about a year and then when we'd separated and I was like oh my god what am I gonna do Mm. I like I've always done freelance makeup but I was like no I'm gonna do it I'm gonna give it a go so like I started I remember I started in the February of 2018 and I started in my living room like I had this recliner chair and my clients always asked for the, this recliner back because they would just recline back. It was so comfy and I'd do the lashes and they'd wake up and then be, they'd feel fab. But I started there in 2000 and I, I think I had maybe five clients. Like I'm big on word of mouth. I wouldn't really like post on groups or anything like, oh, come to me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I would just, I'd like someone to have an experience with me and then tell the friend, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So um, it started word of mouth and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then COVID hit. Mm. And then obviously no one can go out. No one can get the makeup done. Like, And in that time, I feel like a lot of makeup artists around me kind of just went like into like a depressive state and was like, that's it. Whereas I use that to like I just did reels all the time like transformation reels yeah. and like fun with it and then I came out of lockdown and 
this support that was shown was unreal. Like I still now, when I get a notification saying, oh, you, you've received a deposit, somebody's um, booked for a makeup. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. Aww. Like I'm so, I'm so like grateful for every single person that books with me and like comes to me. But obviously it's like an event thing. No one needs to make up on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yep. like predominantly weekend. Um, so I also work in a college doing admin and I work in a gym as well. So, um, and it has crash. So my kids can go sometimes and I get free gym. So I don't have to pay for gym. Yep. Tick, tick. Tick, tick. Um, can also shop for a potential husband. Yeah. Tick, tick. Yep. Tick, tick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like I've had that many jobs since I've been in Australia. Like I was a medical receptionist at one point. I've been a cleaner. <laughs> I think the only thing I've not done is worked in a supermarket. But I think that's so admirable because that to me is like you you do whatever it takes to look after your kids and to support your kids. And, yeah. yeah, and I just I think about how you must have felt in that period where like you had it initially broken it broke parted ways and then yeah. you're starting to make something of yourself and that like that's how you met that's how you came into my life so you met Lauren doing yeah. her eyelashes yeah. and she used to yeah. talk about you all the time she was like oh she's so lovely and like she's just doing it so tough but she's just got such a great spirit and she has such a good energy yeah. and then we've obviously met and I just think truly don't know anyone like you Stop uh, saying likewise. Stop. And like I I feel like I feel like I would have been so scared in COVID. Like knowing that you'd got yourself to a point where you could, you know, potentially look after yourself and look after your children. And then COVID hits and all of this hard work that you had done, everyone like you just go to the to like, did your parents help? Yeah, oh my parents still help to this day. Like my mum texted me yesterday and was like I've put money in your bank for the kids and like it kills me no but like it she's only doing it so that it doesn't put pressure on me to take them somewhere and do something nice she's like take them to cinema or do something with them or blah 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 like they're not getting one more toy because they have too many yeah but I liked and I'm I'm more of an experienced person anyway and I want them to be like that so I prefer to take them somewhere yeah but and also that's that's what grandparents are there for. They're there to spoil and, you know. And, they, they miss them. Yeah, of course, and because they don't get to see them. And that's the other thing that I want people to recognise. You you physically can't leave the country. No, because if I leave, I can't come back. Like, when I tell you, like, I think the most depressing part of it all is the things I've missed out, I miss out on. Like, I'm missing a hens this weekend. I, missed a, I was a, supposed to be a bridesmaid in Bali two weekends ago. My granddad passed away. My cousins, two cousins have had babies. I've missed a ton of weddings, ton of births, deaths, everything. Like, and it's stuff like you can't get back. Like, it's not like I can, yeah, it's not like I can just go and have a last pint with my granddad or go to my friend's wedding say, oh, sorry, I'm back. Can you just get married again so yeah. I can see you get married? Yeah. Like, it's big events and it's just like, it's so frustrating that. Like, and I know I'm not the only person in this situation. I can't be, but I mean, you might it's be. So hard. No, I know. I think I might be actually because of like I've done so much research on this situation, and like, there's nothing. Like, there's no support groups. There's nothing. Like, so and yeah, that's that's all right. I feel like if there were other like Poms or Kiwis or Irish people stuck yeah. here, there would there'd be like you know, there'd be bloody Reddit groups, there'd be Facebook groups. Yeah. Help us get out of here, or help us at least. Yeah. So you have to apply for a visa every what 
three months. <laughs> so you've been doing that for what, six years? So originally it was six months. Um, so I've been applying for one every three months since it's been with the minister to stay legal. So like for two and a half years, every three months I have to reapply for a visa. I've given up on applying for Medicare because by the time the Medicare comes through, I have to renew the visa again. So like there's no point. So do like, you, like with Medicare, do you, you can take your kids to the doctors, but you have to pay, right? Yeah. Like they they can be seen because they're, kiwi english so it's fine for them they can be seen but if i want to see a doctor like i have to pay which i think a lot of people do now anyway but it just puts me off going like i'll wait till i'm like on death's door <laughs> then google will diagnose me with some kind of fatal condition Stru- and then i'll probably take myself to a like, <laughs> what, what did you think you had the other day hepatitis or something no uh no wait that's a, that's an sti what? <laughs> definitely haven't got that when I broke my wrist mm. I couldn't work and I couldn't get like workers comp or anything like that like it was that was pretty hectic because that was over Christmas so that was like my busiest period where I could have really made some money to like serious money away and yeah and and then that's when I broke my wrist and then I couldn't do um physio because it was so expensive. Like I wasn't covered to do anything like that. The wrist that you broke, is that the one you used to do eyeshadow and everything? No, no. Literally, do you want me to tell you the story of when I broke my wrist, yeah. what happened? Yeah. So I it broke it on a Friday night. I told my kids I saved a kitten from falling out a tree. <laughs> so that's what we're going with. But it was a Friday night, guys, so I'll leave it to your imagination. So I'm in A&E at 12.30 at night, 8 a.m. I have a full day. And when I say a full day, like I'm, I'm probably overbooked. I, I had, I think I had 10 or 9 or 10 makeups to do that Saturday. And I got seen and she was like, oh, I'm going to give you some morphine. I was like, oh, she's like, I think you've broke it. Anyway, broke the wrist. Um, she gave me morphine. I've got this cast on my arm and they're telling me I've got to have surgery soon. And um, I went to work. I got home at half four and I was in work for eight o'clock with a cast on my arm. Oh my Literally, my arm held up in the air the whole day. And it's some of the best work I've ever done. Oh. <laughs> it's always the way, right? Were you in agony by the end of the day, though? By the end of the day, I felt sick. But I think I felt sick because the adrenaline had worn off and I'd realised it broke my wrist. Oh, man. I Yeah. I, I mean, if that doesn't tell you what kind of – bloody go-getter you are breaks a wrist don't you have a metal rod in it now i've got it's a little screw uh, a little screw <laughs> just a little screw well, it gets I, in it gets, it gets sore in the cold it's weird it gets what sore yeah yeah my dad has so many nuts and bolts all over him like knees really? elbow everything and he gets so cold it's like he's the tin man and you need to oil him up somehow oh, Oh, well, I just want to put it out there. If anyone is listening and you want like the best makeup of your life, I, not that I'm anyone to go off, but like I am so fussy with people who do my makeup. In fact, like oh my God, I had the worst anxiety doing you because I knew that. I am really fussy because I know what I like and I more often than not, I'll do it and I just go and take it off. But I fucking loved the way you did my makeup. She was proper feeling herself. I was, I was feeling myself. I was like, I was feeling like a bad bitch. I was out there taking selfies galore. And if I do your makeup and you invite me on your night out, I'll wa- wipe it off at the end of the night for you, babe. Oh, I- <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Siobhan also, after doing my makeup, she also uh, put me into bed. I mean, I'd obviously been drinking lots and lots of waters all night, so I was I was I was obviously just tired. Um, and <laughs> she wiped my makeup off with my cellar water. No, I think it was just a wipe. A wipe. You gently pulled my eyelashes off, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then she let me fall asleep in the nook of her arm. Like, if that is not the definition of mama bear, no one's ever looked after me like that. I think I said that to you that night. Yeah. Yeah. Bless you. Oh, I, I, it's, it's nice to feel loved by you, that's for sure. Oh, stop. I want you to know, and I wanted to do this on the potty so I can do a love song dedication for you, uh, that I think that you are bloody fantastic. I think you are a fantastic mum and those kids are so, oh. so lucky to have you. And I think – and I just think, and you just give so much of yourself to so many women. Anyone who meets you or has the pleasure of meeting you absolutely loves you. And like, you know, you know, those people, like, I feel like if you were to ever die, which is, this is very morbid. I'm not sure how, why oh my I'm, God, I always think about this. I always, you would come to you. I like, if you ever passed away, even though we're not in your birth country, oh, your God. funeral would be, would go off. It would be. <laughs> The like the street would be blocked off. It go global. It go global. I feel, <laughs> I feel like you've touched the lives of so many, and like you just leave such an incredible impact on anyone who you meet and anyone who you come across. I, I want all of the good things to come your way, and I want I want you to get that visa. I want you to you know be able to travel. I want us to be able to go to Perth for a girls' weekend. No, I want on. so many things. Like if anybody is listening and knows how to get in touch with the minister of who do we need? <laughs> His name's Andrew Giles. <laughs> Andrew, whoever she said, um, the minister. Giles, Giles. Andrew Giles. Giles. Oh, Giles. <laughs> oh, it's a fucking Liverpoolian accent. It's the Scalsa. It's the Scalsa. The Ministry of Immigration. 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 Please, please help Siobhan. She is so deserving of a visa. She belongs here. Oh, my God. Oh, I know the Australia belongs song as well. The what? Australia. We are one nation. Oh, wow. Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers. I don't even know that song. What? It was on um, the Bushwhackers. They were on The Voice last night and they did this. We are one. Oh, song. that we are one and we yeah. are many. Wow, the, the voice on me. Wow. And from all <coughs> the lands of earth we cut. Is that it? Yeah, that's all we got. That's all we've got. I actually don't know the rest of the words. Um, I'm so um, non-patriotic. That's terrible of me. All right. Well, I am going to put some little show notes together where people can find you, where they can come and get their makeup done. Hit me up, girls. Even if you just I want. I can't be friend. I can't be friend. Sorry, I'm on friend capacity <laughs> limit. Who put you on a friend ban? Oh, like a few people, but like one of my OG friends, and and met her literally as I broke up, and she broke up with her partner at the same time, and we had these two little one year olds, and we met in the Cronulla Park, you know, the one opposite Northeast. Yep pushing on the swings and she's like the OG and she's put me on a friend ban. Oh, because you don't have enough time for her anymore. No, no, I just, I just, she's like too nice and too giving to people. Like, you know what you can do? And that, that's, I reckon what you can do is I like to kind of vet people. And then because instead of keeping them all separate, you just add them in to groups. Like, you know how, yeah. like, I met Kate Dodd and then, like, now I've just, like, added her into our little group. Like, you've got to vet them and then add them in. 
you know the only good thing to come from the I'd probably just say heartache of the last six years whether it be romantically or immigrationally or financially the best thing that's come from it all is I give everybody I will be the loyalest person you will ever meet until you cut me until you do something that breaks that and you are literally instantly dead to me and it's it's so hard because like it's like something in my brain will not let me get past what you've just done you are a true Scorpio that is the epitome of a Scorpio my husband is the same he is loyal to the death but if you do wrong by him he will cut you and never turn around he will never look back we we never forget yeah like it's almost a little bit like Oh, that's savage. But yeah. you just you just kind of don't want to ever cross a Scorpio. I just don't have time. I just don't have time to go back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Because I feel like when somebody is unloyal, when somebody does that once, they're more than likely going to do it again. And it's true. just like, do you have the energy to put into something you already know is not going to work out? Very true. Very true. Yeah. And okay, so. quick fire round. If you had your time over, would you leave old mate again? Oh, well, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> should have just stayed. Sometimes, sometimes I'm just like, oh, like, at least I wouldn't worry about like, money. Money, like, what income is very different to two incomes. And, but yeah, no, I don't think. Uh, so we actually split up before we got back together. And if I had my time over, we wouldn't have got back together. Got back together. But then I wouldn't have children. So it's such a double edged well, sword, right? I would they'll have them but yeah to, to somebody else have the girlfriends that you've met in Australia become family to you oh my god like I have the most unreal support system around me yeah. like I have like you know as a parent you when you have the other parent there you've got that person who's like reassuring you doing a good job or like you know is there just why you can have a shower even if they're actually like the fourth child like yeah. you said they're over 18, they can supervise, you know what yeah. I mean? So you can go to the supermarket, you can go and get a massage, you can do late night appointments or early gym sessions. Like they're the kind of things being on your own with kids you really kind of suffer with. And I feel like when you're a mum, you don't actually enjoy mum. Do you know what? My kids have got this Aussie accent, but they say mum in like mum. When you're a mum, I don't know if you agree, but you don't really enjoy being a mum in the moment because you're in flight or fight mode like you're in a park you're like is your kid hitting anyone is they biting are they are they weeing on the bloody slide are they eating somebody else's snacks like whose bike's that whose scooter's this whose ball's this like you're constantly in flight or fight mode you don't get to relax you don't get to enjoy that moment they do Mm -hmm. whereas I enjoy the memories of being a mum so like when they go to bed and they're safe and they're asleep and then there's me three o'clock in the morning scrolling through birth pictures like <sighs> past times do you know what I mean like that's the part of motherhood I enjoy and I feel like that's the part of motherhood every woman enjoys and my advice to anybody who is in a not so pleasant situation is to like there'll come a point and you'll know the right thing to do and the right thing to do is probably leave no matter how hard you think it is because you want to look back at those memories and have nice memories, not, oh, well, that happened, but then that happened type of Yeah, yeah you don't so, want all the memories to be tainted with, like, 
bad feelings because there's been fighting yeah. or toxic stuff, behaviour and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do what you got to do, girl. Yeah. You... <laughs> Survival of the fittest in this world. Oh. I meet so many women who are in unhappy situations or toxic environments and they'll stay because it's easier. It's it's like people oh go, we should do a segment on Tinder. Oh my god. <laughs> Just your Oh my god, it's fire. <laughs> your Tinder stories and your dating stories. Maybe we'll do a part two. Oh my god, yes, because that is there is some tea to be spilt there. Oh, I can only imagine. I was on Tinder for a very brief period in between my ex and Ryan. And wow, did I meet some oddballs. All right, well, we will get you back for uh, Tinder tea. Tinder tea time. You can share some juicy goss. Yeah, girl. Yes. All right. Well, I will love you and leave you. Thank you so bloody much for joining me. You're an absolute superstar. And um, I hope you are inundated with bookings um, for people who only want makeup. You're not allowed to be her friend. <laughs> but I am available to come on you now. Oh, my God. And if you think I'm a good time, Siobhan is probably even better time than me. Can whip her hair back and forth, drop it like it's hot. The the moves, wow. I know. I do wake up like Willow Smith, though, every morning after a night out. Right, and, mate, you and me both. Uh, always throw, I always throw my neck out on a night out. It's, it's, a, it's a sign of a good night, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right. I'm going to love you and leave you. I've got school lunches to pack. It's 9 o'clock. Thank you for joining us, and I love you dearly. Love you more. And I'll speak to you soon. Mwah. Okay, legends. I hope you heard, I hope you enjoyed hearing from Shiv Siobhan, the Scalzer. She's just such a legend. I, I I I am yet to meet anybody who doesn't enjoy her company, who doesn't enjoy her outlook towards life, and just the way she you know kind of can stay positive in some pretty murky situations, right? Even even for me, like I had a mentee B during the week and she'd called me and she was like basically counseling me. And she's just an absolute legend of a human and a top shelf friend. And all of you should book in and get your makeup done by her. And also you'll be supporting her, which is the main thing. She also has a makeup mastery class coming up. So I have booked tickets, me and my girlfriend, Kate, we have booked tickets. We are going and we're going to learn how to do our makeup a little bit better. I would love to know how to do my makeup better on my eyes. She has a makeup, I don't know what she's called it, but it's some sort of makeup class where she's going to um, teach us how to do things and we practice on each other and there's also going to be bubbles. So loads of like incentives right there. Um, I will share when I go to it and if you want to grab a bunch of your girlfriends and come along to the next one, I mean, I'm sure I'll share everything as we go. But hope you enjoyed today's pod. Who knows who I'm going to get on next week? Maybe I'll just freestyle. Talk about the mentee bee that I had during the week. Wow, it was, it was a lot. I actually don't think I've ever had anxiety before, but I, I can only put what I was experiencing down to anxiety. Maybe we can unpack that on another podcast because that was not nice. It was not a nice experience. All right, have a fantastic week, guys. I love you. I love you. That's it. I just bloody love you. Thank you for all your support, your unconditional consistent support. I mean, I don't 
do much on the podcast page, but if I did, I, I'm sure I would be talking to you all. I swear. P.S. I'm getting a new podcast tile. I'm going to use it as a refresher. We're going to do a little rebrand. I'm going to get, remove my kids from it, and it's going to be more heavily focused on me, not so much my kids with shit flying in the background. Also, the yellow, bold, like, primary color yellow that can piss off as well um so we're going to get a new tile we're going to do some rebranding and i'm going to use it as a new launch i'm going to put more effort into the podcast instagram page and you know watch this space guys love you and leave you have a fantastic week bye